Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Last Life podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we use this one life to explore amazing worlds and discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links, including the email, will also be in the description. So today's episode, uh, whenever this goes live, is of course a little bit late. It's a little late mainly because I had a weird issue with my keyboard where it just stopped working. So this keyboard that I had was a Corsair K95. Uh, it's a mechanical keyboard. I don't know what type of switch it has and everything like that, but it's a mechanical keyboard and it's relatively expensive. Um, I was lucky and I got it at a, a good price. I got it at, around Black Friday, like in on like 2018 or, yeah, I think it was in 2018, like three years ago, basically, uh, like two and a half. Uh, that's kind of when I got it, right? And of course, it's because it's an expensive keyboard. Um, I was like, yeah, like it's a keyboard that will last me for a while and everything like that. But of course, it just literally just died. I don't know what happened. At first, it was kind of disconnecting, reconnecting. So I just thought maybe it's like a driver issue. I just kind of unplugged it, replugged it. But over time, it just it would just it just won't connect anymore. I've tried it on my my laptop. I tried it on another computer. I've tried it on my PC again. I've like done everything I could, and it just seems like it's just dead. So I don't know if it's like the the motherboard or the PCB or whatever the the main board underneath if that's just fried or something. Like I don't know. Of course, I contacted Corsair and they're like, "Sorry, like our warranty is two years, and your your like you know keyboard is two and a half years old now." Um, but of course, for something that's you know, pretty expensive. Uh, I expected it to last longer than two years or three years or whatever, right? Um, I have like friends that have bought like really cheap keyboards and they're still working. So it's just, I mean, again, like that's just luck. Like I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna sit here and say that, yeah, no, all Corsair products are are, are, not, are not good or, or like have issues like that. Like I'm, I just had this issue with mine. I'm pretty sure. I think I was talking to someone and they have a K70 and they were saying that the, their keyboard has been working for like over five years and it's bought like a new one, even though the other one's still working. Like, I'm just going to say like that way, like, yeah, no, it's not an, it's not an issue like that. It was just luck and it was just bad luck on my side uh, that this happened. So obviously I had like no choice. So I, 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 I even tried to contact someone in, in, in Toronto that could maybe fix the mechanical keyboard. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, like the cost itself was basically the same price as a good keyboard. So I was like, you know what, like, forget it. Um, I was obviously just kind of turned off by what my experience with that keyboard. I did kind of go down rabbit hole. I'm just going to like let you know. So this is going to be a little bit of a keyboard talk for a little bit. But I just kind of I went down a rabbit hole because first I was kind of like just turned off by, wow, like I spent this much money on this keyboard and it lasts me like two and a half years. Why spend this much money when, you know, there's like good keyboards and like you can look online, you can look at all these reviews and all these YouTube, uh, like YouTube channels and everything like that, that, that review these types of types of gears and everything. And a lot of them, you know, like they kind of have keyboards that are obviously really, really expensive, but also ones that are reasonably priced and they are good keyboards and they do what my keyboard did. In all honesty, my keyboard had a lot of things you could do with it, but I never used it. Um, I think many of you that that have kind of seen me progress in terms of my gaming and everything like that, I've slowly kind of, I have not been gaming as much on my PC, as much as I have been on my Xbox or my PlayStation or when it's not even, I haven't even played my Nintendo Switch in a while, but my Xbox, my PlayStation, right? And it's just because of, you know, where everything is. Sometimes I just feel like playing on the couch or sometimes there's just nothing on the PC that I feel like playing. Uh, you know, it's just like I try to connect my PC to my my computer at one point, but again, it was just like a whole hassle of like, okay, gotta route this huge HDMI cable. 
but like basically because of that i wasn't using my my pc to its fullest right i would play games i would stream here and there um i would work on this you know i would edit and everything like that productivity wise it was that keyboard was great but it had a lot of things like macros where you can put shortcuts in certain keys um it had obviously some toggles and everything like that for um, ways to program the RGB, the lights and everything like that. Look, in, in the end, like it was like it had a lot of that stuff, but it was stuff that I just, I didn't use. <laughs> and like, that's kind of where I had this realization. I'm like, okay, why am I, I'm, I was about to spend the same amount of money again to buy a keyboard just because, you know, all these reviews, of course, are saying that it's good and all that stuff. And it's just going to give me the same experience where I'm just not going to utilize anything. And it's just going gonna, gonna to feel like a waste of money. So what I did, I, I, I got a hype, I got the HyperX, alloy origins core so it's a 10 keyless keyboard so basically what that means is the number pad on the side the 10 10 number number pad that's not in this so i first of all i like that i wanted i already i always kind of wanted that because i just find that area like a waste of space i feel i just want like a smaller keyboard so that was like a given the other thing is that again it got really good reviews and it had these switches called the aqua switches the switches are like basically the key press thing whatever they use there right and they have this thing called the Aqua Switches, at least the one that I got. And they feel really good. Like, I don't know how to describe it because I, I was trying to describe it to one of my friends. But it's really cool where it's like a mechanical keyboard. And obviously, I don't want to press any buttons because I feel like I'll end the recording. Uh, but like, if you want me to like do a recording of my, my keyboard and post it on Instagram, like, let me know and I'll do that. But like, basically, it's like a really cool thing where you're pressing it. And there's like a slight bump that lets you know that the button hasn't pressed, but you can keep going if you want, right? Just kind of a, a force of habit. It's a really interesting feeling and I really liked it for whatever reason. And I'm like really enjoying this keyboard. And I was, and this is it, like, I think it also was on sale. So it's uh, nine, it's 99 Canadian dollars. So I'm assuming that's even cheaper USD, 70 USD probably. Um, normally I think it's like 120 or 130 Canadian dollars here. Um, so again, like, you know, whatever, like around 100 USD. Basically it's like, it's like, it's a good price. I got it. Like I got it, uh, you know, at a good price because of the sale or whatever. And so far, I'm really liking this to the point that I might want to get not this one, maybe, but something like this size, something like this, just to kind of try something new, but get another one for my, my work area, which is like a separate area and use that keyboard there. So like I was saying, I went down a rabbit hole. So basically, I might just end up spending the same amount as a new Corsair keyboard, you know, but obviously I'll get two keyboards rather than one, right? But like, I, I don't know, because I'm just really liking the feel of this. I'm really liking like how uh, the typing feels. I like how my my arms like how they rest around the side. I don't. I have I've I have ordered a wrist rest for it, so it should come on on the weekend. Uh, but even without it, even without the wrist rest, it feels really nice. So that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, yo, like this is actually really nice. I might actually think about getting another one uh, for my other station and just get like a more custom. There's so many customizable customizable boards and everything like that. But again, okay. Uh, we talked about we talked about keyboard way too much. We'll we'll move on from that. But if anyone ever wants to talk to me about keyboards, like please let me know. Hopefully this one lasts longer. Uh, and again, like if it doesn't, if it does last me two to three years, you know what? For a hundred dollar keyboard, Canadian, uh, Canadian dollar keyboard, like it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Like I will I will take that. You know, so it's not I better than spending all that money for the K95 and then uh, it's not working past two years. So again, we're, oh, sorry about that. We're gonna move on and talk about why i feel that this console generation is not like the last i know like that title is really bad i i couldn't think of any other title to like start it off as i was kind of bringing it up but when i'm mainly talking about in terms of xbox and playstation of course and i have a main i'm mainly focusing on the sales aspect now but the reason i'm bringing this up is because 
there's obviously like there's not proper sale there's, the proper sales number for xbox is kind of hard to find but of course there's a lot of resources and a lot of things that people kind of use to kind of get an estimate but basically the xbox isn't too far away from the playstation playstation 5 is still like the fast selling console ever all time whatever you, whatever it is especially in the u.s i don't know like it's beating ps4 sales so ps5 is doing really well but xbox is not too far off as compared to last generation so last generation i remember when everything kind of started off um it was it was the, the, the ratio was two to one and it stayed two to one for basically most of the time right so it was like two million uh ps4 sales around around the launch time and then one million xbox sales which is still good right but like again that was kind of what it was I, like not even like launch, like that was like the launch week or the launch day or whatever uh and this time around i mean obviously it's been a while but today i think ps5 is around 11 million sales and xbox is around six point something million sales based on these estimates obviously we don't know if it's higher or lower but just based on these estimates it's six point something million sales and i can i even though it's an estimate, I can see that number being true in a sense, just because, you know, I, I myself have felt it. Like when I got my PS5, I was like, why would I need an Xbox? I remember making that whole claim on, on a podcast as well, on an episode. I'm like, I'm like, I have a PC. I had an Xbox one before and I barely used it. I have my Nintendo Switch. I'm like, why would I need that? And then over time, I got convinced. I was like, you know what? I need it for the TV. You know what? I like the interface. You know what? Like having some Game Pass games that are only available on your console, that would be great because then I save money and not, and you know, not buy that game full price on my PS5 or my PC. And like, I think that's what a lot of people are noticing. A lot of people who are PS5 owners, a lot of people who are PC or Nintendo Switch owners, you know, I know that right now the way it's going, everyone's kind of jumping on, okay, I need to get a PS5. That's still like the go-to for a lot of people. But a lot of people I do feel are slowly turning to to my side in a sense to the side of you know what maybe having an xbox series s or an x would be good it'll just be my secondary console kind of like the switch where i have like those that console for game pass for those exclusives and that's it right obviously i went the extra route of getting the series x and, and whatnot just because for me it was a different reason because i just was not happy with the space in the series s but i can easily see a lot of ps5 owners getting a series s instead of an x and I think that's why this already feels like a different generation. This feels like a generation where both consoles are basically head to head, basically kind of, you know, right next to each other. I, I don't see Xbox overtaking the PS5 in terms of overall sales. I still don't see that just because, you know, PS5, just the way, just the kind of, um, just, just a buildup of, I'm trying to find like the right word for it, but just kind of like the, the customer uh, satisfaction that they've given all of us, you know, because of the PS4 generation in terms of the games and everything like that. Um, I know there's a word for it. I don't know why it's escaping my mind, but like we'll, we'll, we'll just go with this. But in terms of just how any Sony PlayStation 4 owner was, you know, given all these experiences like God of War, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, all that stuff, right? I can see why a lot of PS4 owners are like, yeah, we, we, I'll get the PS5. Yep, like Sony has me. Sony's got me. In the same way, I'm sure that convinced a lot of Xbox owners to kind of you know come to the playstation side because xbox owners must be like you know what we, we didn't get those kinds of console exclusives that we were promised we'll get those now in this generation but sony seems like a pretty good place to also be and kind of kind of double dip and I'm, I'm i just feel like there's like this weird barrier that's breaking um you know because this is something that i still hear sometimes not as much as before but i remember growing up it was always a thing of you already have a playstation playstation why do you want a nintendo something you already have 
uh, a Nintendo, why do you want an Xbox? You already have an Xbox, why do you want a PlayStation? It was always this thing of, hey, you already have one gaming console, why do you want the other? And this idea of exclusives was never fully justifiable to people. It was always like, yeah, but that's one game. Yeah, that's just two or three games, right? Like it was always that thing and it was like a hard thing to convince people. But now because everyone is doing something different, PS5 is relying solely on its exclusives and is doing a great job. Nintendo has its exclusives and is able to kind of, you know, cater to a more cooperative family environment, right? It's kind of it's kind of aimed at basically ages whatever to like super young to super old, right? It can just kind of accommodate everyone. And then Xbox is saying, hey, look, we have games that PS5 has and Nintendo Switch probably has some of them. We have the same games as PC. But what we're doing is we're giving you this box and then you just pay for a subscription and you just never need to buy a disc ever again. You just never need to spend that much money for a video game ever again. And you get all, all of our exclusives. So I feel like all three of them are doing like completely different things that it's just come to a point where it's like, yeah, you know what? I need to get all that. The same way how you can kind of just be this, do the same thing of like, wait, you already have Netflix. Why do you want HBO Max? You already have HBO Max. Why do you want Amazon Prime, right? Like, I know it's not the same price and everything, but if you think about it, the amount of money you will spend on games in like a few months, especially if you are a regular gamer or a core gamer, you will basically end up spending the same amount as, as getting an Xbox or a Nintendo Switch, right? So it just comes down to, okay, should I just wait? Like, you know, rather than buying that game day one, should I just wait, put that money aside and wait for that game, wait and get that game on sale and just do that for a little bit. For all the games that you want to buy, wait for, for it to go on sale and just buy a couple that you want to buy right now. And it's all of a sudden you have enough money to buy a console, right? I know it's easier said than done, but I'm just like kind of putting it out there that I feel like a lot of people can actually you know, like obviously it's like, it's expensive to just get one console, getting two or three is already so much, especially when, you know, you can't really justify, you're like, okay, you know what, that, if I'm, I am saving that money, why wouldn't I save that money to, you know, for my savings account for stocks or, or for my, my children, right? There's so many other things that you can do with that money, but I'm just putting that like in front in terms of how I justified getting the console. Like it's, I, I have the same struggles as anyone, right? And the same thing It's like, okay, I want to get a new console. Like what, what, what I need to do. And that's kind of what I did. I was like, okay, this game that I want, you know what? I, I don't really want it that much. I'm just going to put that money aside. And all of a sudden I was like, you know what? I, I'll just get an Xbox series S. That's kind of how I started. And by the time I wanted the series X, I was like, you know what? Okay. I'll just keep, I can return this and get the series X. So it was just a matter of like, okay, like, you know what? I'm just going to like, not, I'm just going to put stuff aside because like, I, I am a gamer. I enjoy tech. I enjoy this stuff and I am going to save money for this to be kind of to kind of like get these things right the same as anyone everyone anyone that like is into cars or into um shoes or into um headphones phones stuff like that like i have a, i have a, a number of friends that are really into shoes and it's the same thing right like for them that's something that just brings them joy and they enjoy like getting it and the same thing they're just saving up money they're like yeah there's like i need to get to this drop and i'll pick this up and the same thing with a couple of my friends who really love headphones and phones so, you, you know, it's like whenever a new iPhone comes out or, or every couple of years, a new iPhone, they're like, you know, what? I want to get that. I want to get a new Apple Watch. I want to get the whole slew of Apple products. But it, it's just something that, you know, you kind of do. So I'm just like kind of putting that out there that obviously, you know, like never, this is like one thing that I always kind of live by. And it's something that obviously my dad kind of instilled in me is that never like spend money or never you make sure you're like meeting your responsibilities or you're, you're you know you're being a responsible responsible person you're doing what you need to do and then when there's stuff that's left over 
then that's the stuff that you can kind of like use to kind of have fun with, you know, spend money on on games and stuff like that. So like, don't let this like take away from your responsibilities. So if you have to save for your college fund or, you know, work or this or that, like, yeah, like don't, don't use that. But if there's like a small amount of money that gets put aside and you feel that you can put it aside for this, then definitely, I feel like if you can definitely try to get these consoles because you will just enjoy, you will just get so much out of each of them. And you'll, you'll, then this whole idea of console war was completely go out the window. This is just my opinion. Like, let me know what you think, honestly. Like, I don't like, this is just kind of how my perspective on it changed over time. And you saw it change over time. But I really want to know um, what your thoughts are. Is that something that you would want to do? Is that something that you would want to, you you want to get all three consoles over time? Is it like, nope, like once I get one console, that's it. Like, you know, no, I I cannot save money for this at all. I, I cannot put money aside. I need to put money aside for other things, you know, stuff like that. Definitely would like love to know what your thoughts are. So I want to quickly just talk about some of the exciting fall games, mainly because, you know, we've been going through so many delays. So we did have Battlefield 2042 just delayed. Uh, it, it got delayed a little while back, but it is still coming out this year. So I think the worry was that it was going to come out next year. Um, I'm still worried because I don't know when it's... Last time when a game got delayed by a month or just like a little for like a couple of weeks or whatever, was Cyberpunk 2077 and we saw what happened with that. So I don't know if this is a good sign. I feel like if they delay it, they should delay it fully. Similarly, Dying Light 2 also got delayed out of December. Uh, it got pushed to Feb. Again, I do not, this is like, I've kind of talked about this. Just stop giving release dates. Just don't give us release dates. Say 2021, and when you're 100% certain of that date, then say, then be like, yeah, you know what? It's coming out that date. Until then, just, just don't say anything. It's the same thing with this. They gave a date, Dying Light 2 gave a date for February, which... I don't know. I'm all these games are moving around this Jan, Feb, March time, and I have no clue. Like we just I, we just discussed about how I'm like, okay, you need to put money aside to get a new console, stuff like that, and and then all these games are coming out around the same time, and they're all gonna be fighting for everyone's dollars, right? Not everyone is gonna be able to afford these games. Not everyone has a you know has uh, has a means or you know is is a reviewer. Like I know, like obviously, like reviewers also like a lot of them will do go out and buy games and stuff like that. But in, in many cases, right, they're obviously they are reviewing the game. So they're also able to kind of get these games day one. So, you know, if the game, if a game is getting ninth or 10th, you know, they'll be hyping up because they're like, yeah, this is like one of the best games ever. Then another game comes out. They're like, yeah, this is also a really good game. And then, you know, all these reviews will come out from review sites that like these five, 10 games are getting like nines and eights and 10 out of 10. And then you're at home being like, okay, you just listed like 10, 15 games that, you know, you had to review. So you got these 15 games and that's like, you know, gonna, it's gonna be the equivalent of like, what, like 600, $700,000 or whatever on my end. Like, I just feel like a lot of these games that are coming out that time or these publishers, they do need to realize that like they need, they need to understand and need to respect the games that are coming out around them. It, it just feels like a lot of them are like, nope, this is my month. Nope, this is my date. It's like, no, that we, we're getting, we're getting Elden Ring. We're getting Horizon. We're getting Gran Turismo 7. We're getting Sifu. We're getting uh, Dying Light 2. We're getting, what else are we getting? I know we're getting a lot of stuff. There's like a bunch more, but like we're getting a lot of these games, you know, and I just feel like this is, is just getting way too crowded. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about certain games just kind of falling through the cracks because of this, because it's not that people don't want to buy the game. It's just because they don't have the money. They don't have enough money to be able to buy the game. Right. Um, but like, it's kind of my opinion because I'm, I was just thinking about that. Like I, 
I I I'm I, I was like why like why are all these games just gonna be moved or pushed into this one specific time? Like why aren't they just pushing it a little bit further down? Maybe making September, maybe just not revealing a release date. Uh, but like I just want to quickly want to talk about some of the exciting fall games that we still have that are still coming out. Um, so one of them, of course, is Kenna, which is coming out next week. It's like on Tuesday, like no, in like I think in a couple of days, like three or four days or whatever. There's no reviews. There are no reviews out for it yet. Um, I'm sure they will come out soon, uh, probably Monday or something like that. But that's a game I'm excited for. Um, I usually for games like that, like that I want to support, kind of like Deathloop, um, I would buy them ahead of time. But I haven't yet. Uh, I haven't bought it on on. It's not, I think it's only on on PSN, so you can only buy it digitally. But I haven't bought it yet just because I'm not 100% sure. I'm not 100% sure if it will, it will be, it will be really good looking and everything like that. It will be fine, but I'm not 100% sure if it'll be a good game, like, you know, a game game. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait. I'm just gonna wait just in case. Uh, nothing against the game. You never know, right? It's gonna, maybe it'll get 10 out of 10 and I'll be proven wrong and that's fine. But that's just kind of like my thought process behind it. But other than that, of course, there's also Far Cry 6. That's coming out in October. We have FIFA 22, uh, which I don't know. I might not. I I might pick it up because I usually try to pick up a FIFA game every like couple of years or so. But Far Cry 6 does look good. Um, I don't know if I am super down for Far Cry. 6. I know I'm jumping around. I'm just letting you know. My my I have nothing in front of me. Um, I forgot to mention that at the beginning. I have like literally nothing, no script, nothing like that. Just the intro. Obviously, I always have that just because I I forget otherwise. But um, I don't have a script or anything in front of me. It's going to guide me. So I will jump around. I do apologize. Usually I have a script, but today I just felt like just kind of just going, uh, you know, at it at the mic, just kind of talking. So yeah, like I, I am, I'm excited for Far Cry 6 a little bit, but again, like I know that it's a game that I probably won't fully get into because that happened with every other Far Cry game, Far Cry 4, um, Far Cry 3. Like I had to kind of force myself to play those games. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe th- those aren't the games for me. Maybe that's like saying something. Um, other th- otherwise, of course, we have you know, Battlefield 2042, which looks good, but I'm, I'm still a, a, a little hesitant because of the pricing. I'm not, I don't agree with that pricing, especially with what we're getting. Call of Duty, I'm probably going to skip this year. In all honesty, I, I really enjoyed Black Ops Cold War, but I played the beta and yeah, like it just, it, it just feels like there was nothing done. It, it literally, this, this is one of the first times when I feel like, I, and I'm, I know it sounds weird saying that Call of Duty, you know, being the same, like that's like the, my main complaint. But in all honesty, this was the this was weird. Like the first time when I played it, like the Call of Duty Vanguard uh, Alpha or Beta, whatever was on PlayStation. That was the first time when I was like, "Yo, this is just like a copy paste of like World War Two, the Call of Duty World War Two, or just it just felt exactly the same." And I'm like, "No, this is I'm not spending money on this. I'm not putting I'm not putting seventy dollars, seventy USD or eighty nine ninety nine Canadian dollars on this, right?" So I'm definitely skipping that. Metroid Dread looks really good. I'm pretty excited about that because. I've never really been into Metroid, but this seems to be all like hyped up and people are really excited about it. And like, I'm hyped up because of that for whatever reason, right? And I always wanted to get into that that franchise, but I just, you know, didn't know where to start, didn't know what to do. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to try this out and see like how that plays. I feel obviously the other two big games that are coming out are For the Horizon 5, which will be pretty awesome. I'm really excited to play that on my, on my, on my LG oled with my xbox series x with my surround sound i just i can just imagine you know like the music and everything like that will just be so awesome so i'm really excited for that game and of course halo halo infinite in december i'm really worried about the campaign the multiplayer will be fun the multiplayer will be out of this world i can already tell i think it's gonna like take the world by storm because it's free to play as well the campaign i'm worried about the campaign is the thing that's making me go like that might there might be a problem with that there might it, it might not 
live up to what we want from a Halo Infinite campaign. So I might start preparing for Halo at some point and just kind of start slowly building up and start playing Halo 1, 2, 3, 4 and all that. Um, but I'm pretty excited about that. I think like, I think those are the main big ones, I believe. For the rest of the year, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm sure I've learned something. But, you know, like there are a lot of the games that are supposed to come out this year that got, that were supposed to come out around that time that got delayed to next year. And this actually goes on into my, my next topic. I think that I, like, the next thing I want to kind of talk about was why I feel that 2021 has actually, has actually slowly become one of the best years in gaming. And I know it sounds weird saying that because I was, you know, just kind of talking about all the delays and all these games that got pushed and, you know, all these games that were supposed to be this year that kind of sold us on a console last year, like God of War and, and Horizon and all those got pushed. So, but like, in all honesty, if you look at 2021 and you look at some of the games that we got, like Hitman 3, Returnal, again, like I know my, with my thoughts on Returnal, but again, like Returnal is a good game. I do admit to that. Um, Ratchet and Clank, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, right? Um, Moss on a Rise. We had Resident Evil Village. We had, I'm, I'm just going to obviously come up, move forward. Did I, I said Ratchet and Clank, right? Yeah, I said Ratchet and Clank. See, this is what happens when you don't have a script or anything like that. You just kind of forget. You just kind of go all, all over the place. But other than that, of course, you know, Deathloop getting tens everywhere, right? We obviously have Kenna. Who knows how good that game might be? We still have Metroid to come out. We still have, um, we still have Halo, Forza. Like this game, Psychonauts 2. I can't believe I forgot about Psychonauts 2. Death Door. Oh my God, Death Door. It takes two. Like, I don't know. Yeah, see, like all these things are coming back to me. There are a lot more games this year, but I, I was trying to prove a point and I feel like I kind of wavered off. Uh, hopefully I'm bringing it back. But you get what I'm saying, right? There were all these games that are, when you look at them, they are like some of the best games that, some of the best game experience that I've ever had. And I'm obviously a, like a long time gamer. I game a lot. And I'm sure like a lot of people who listen to this game a lot too. Like it, I do feel, especially with the games that are still to come out, 2021 is actually a really, really good year for gaming. It, it could, like, in my honest opinion, it honestly, if, if Halo hits and Halo's, Halo does really well, uh, if Metroid Dread hits and it does really well, if the Pokemon games come out and people love them, like, if all the games that are going to come out from this time until the end of the year, they hit and people love them and they're getting really good reviews and people are like, yep, this is one of the best games ever, stuff like that. I'm telling you, this, this like, like this, just the tone will change. Because I feel like everyone is everyone is kind of forgetting that like these games, forgetting all the games that we've gotten so far, just because we didn't get games like God of War or like Horizon or like Perfect Dark or like Breath of the Wild Two, just because we didn't get like these marquee titles, people are like, no, this is not a good year. But it's like, what? No, like I'm pretty sure if you look at anyone, I mean, I feel like I completely forgot about Final Fantasy fourteen and the and like that whole rise and how that became like one of the biggest game biggest mmos ever and the new expansion looks exciting even exciting for me who's only played like 12 12 or 13 hours of of final fantasy 14 um obviously new world is also coming out this month which is the amazon mmo so who knows how how that will do right obviously i like i wish i had a list like now that i'm thinking about it but you get what i'm saying there's actually so many so many good games so i just want to kind of you know bring that to people's attention that we have so many good games already out and I'm pretty sure you're either playing them or are ready to buy them at some point. And we have so many good games still to come out. So don't discount 2021 just yet. 2021 has is actually a very, very good a good year for gaming. So I quickly just wanted to go over some of the games that I've been playing. Psychonauts 2, just to start off, I love that game. Um, that is like, that thing, it's like, it's like a battle between that and Ratchet and Clank in terms of my game of the year so far. Um, and obviously I'll talk about another game that I really, really love so far, but I haven't finished it yet. 
or haven't like gone too far in it but psychonauts 2 is just so good it's just such a good game the writing is awesome the gameplay is is okay but it's way better than psychonauts 1 so i definitely appreciate psychonauts 2 when it comes to the gameplay but overall it's just such a great game it's just i just love going back into that world and like you can just see the love and the care that Tim Schafer and his team, the like the the love and care that they put into that game, it just shines through. And I'm just I'm so excited for that team. Like I've already talked about them like in the in, in the past, so I'm obviously not gonna talk too much about Psychonauts 2. But again, I love Psychonauts 2. The other game I've just started playing is Deathloop. So I've I've played like an hour or two hours or so of that game. And as as a Dishonored fan, yeah, this is this is a really good game. <laughs> I can see why I got tens. Um, there's some weird performance issues that I know that's kind of going around right now. Uh, you know, not really necessarily with the PS5, but more on the PC, but PS5 as well is like a little like weird sometimes. But the game looks amazing. It feels like Dishonored, but obviously a more refined version of Dishonored. Um, I love the voice acting. The voice acting is, is really, really good. The sound and music is really, really good. The gameplay is really fun. I obviously, like like I said, I haven't, I haven't gone too deep into that game just yet. So I don't know what else lies you know like there, there could be so much to that game that i have I'm, I'm missing but i'm really really excited i'm so excited to kind of keep jumping into that game i'll definitely hopefully have a more thorough review on that game next week maybe right like i, I actually don't know maybe it'll probably take me longer because i do want to land on this game because i really like this game uh the other game that i i haven't started it but i do want to start at some point is life is strange true colors um this was again like this is a game that i really like life is strange one i really enjoyed um two like I liked it a little bit, but I never finished it. Um, I never played Before the Storm or whatever the other the the spinoff thing was. And True Colors has been getting good reviews as well, so which is why I want to kind of jump in. Uh, it just came out at a time when there were so many other games, so I I was like, yeah, there's no way. But I it looks good. It looks pretty interesting. I'm definitely gonna give it a shot. But like that's definitely my radar. So I just wanted to bring that up for anyone that's playing that or definitely someone else that wants to like you know discuss that game with me. Like let me know. Uh, so we yeah we'll leave it there. Thank you so much everyone for joining. Uh, please email me again at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. I know today was a little off. It was a little weird. It's kind of going all, all over the place. So we'll have episodes like this. So yeah, let me know what your thoughts are. If you do want me to follow a specific script sometimes, or if you just want to want me to kind of go off rails like, like how I did today. So thank you so much, everyone. And I'll see you next time. Bye.